0: Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business, and publishing world. Bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing, and guidance for growth, mindset, and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Stay sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Hello and welcome to this week's uh, episode. My name's Jane and with me is Angie. Angie helps forty to 50 plus women who have had enough of feeling stuck and lost and want to get their life back on track um, from the menopause. And she uses science-based holistic and natural practices that actually work. So Angie provides menopause coaching to individuals and groups, both online and in person and menopause consultation services to businesses and organisations. With a background in science, health and coaching, her drive and enthusiasm come from wanting to provide real support and direction, not just information. So let's talk to Angie and find out more about what she does and how it can possibly help you so Angie tell me a little bit more about yourself and your business hi hi Jane thanks for having me on pleasure
1: so yeah you've you've given me a really good introduction there with what I do in a nutshell there so um it's a lot of what I do on a daily basis there's a lot of supportive work with women Um, Individuals, groups, um, sometimes businesses and organizations who are a little bit lost in their approach towards feeling how they want to feel and getting the zest for life going and, you know, feeling on track with where they want to be going for the next few months and, you know, for this next phase of their life. Because I find for a lot of them, menopause, perimenopause in particular can pull the rug out from under their feet quite a bit, so yeah, there's there's a lot of support that's needed. I think um, these days we have quite a bit of information that's thrown at us, and information isn't always helpful um, until we're able to put it into practice and understand our our sort of um, role within that and where where we fit into that information. Um, so yeah. Um, there's a lot of um working out with the with the other person or or the group what's relevant for them what's really going to work for them what's going to be worth their time in investing
0: into time energy wise Mm, I was very excited to read that you go in and help organizations because I really feel like coming up to you know, I'm 44 now. So coming up to that age of perimenopause and hearing some horror stories from my friends mm. and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't tend to hear the happy like, oh no, it was absolutely fine for me stories, do you? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I'm really pleased that you're getting this information out there. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about why you decided to work with organizations yeah that's that's a good point um a lot of the time um
1: it it started out as being individuals that i was working with providing those those coaching and supportive services and um and then the the organizations and the businesses started to approach me saying what what can we do to help we're we're aware of this this situation and um, we're wanting to help our employees and there's also that economic factor that they're also a little bit scared of putting a foot wrong getting themselves into hot water and uh, particularly with the large businesses um they they often see things on profit margins don't they and they kind of forget sometimes that you know we're humans we're we're women we have a soul so do they hopefully and we need to yeah we need to come at this from from an angle of uh, how how do we support the employees what do they need what's going to be best for them as well as what's best for the for the business as well so trying to um trying to tick a few different boxes, Um, but they're they're wanting to keep their workforce. You know, there's some horrific stats around us as older ladies wanting to leave our jobs, leave our employment, change employment, go to part-time hours. Because of all all of the the struggles and the pressures and the additional layers that menopause and midlife creates for us, that it can be a tough time for some women and trying to hold down a job at the same time as that and and have a career that that lights you up that you really want or build a business that you're trying to get off the ground and keep going with all these extra things going on around you Um, we don't have to do all that on our own we can we can ask for help with that there's a lot of help out there I'm not the only person that classes themselves as a, a menopause coach and having Um, certifications and things in that so um, so it really really does help to have a few putting a few heads together Um, so yeah there's a few few different reasons why the businesses and the organizations come to me Um, I'm always looking at it trying to help the in the it's always one person that I'm speaking to one at a time even when there's a group of 50 of them I'm trying to get my message across to to that individual looking at me who might be overwhelmed and confused and that could be the employee the employer or the the sole trader you know that there's a huge range amongst that and they all have a right to live the life that they want to live.
0: Yeah it can be a real a real turnaround Um, I'm thankful that I my my kind of news feed is full of wonderful women like yourself that are really, really shining um, a light on how we can go through these different hormone changes in the female life cycle and to do them smoothly and with as much joy as possible. Um which brings me on to uh, how how do you work with individuals so say I was at home and I am I'm trying to lead my life as best as possible but I'm getting some of the signs and symptoms of say the perimenopause so I'm starting to uh, kind of forget things get quite overwhelmed and um, what what are some of the other symptoms oh gosh there's so 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 many many. right (laughs) and (laughs) yeah and and what you've
1: described there could be part of it you know i think that's what um people get confused about like what is what is down to perimenopause or postmenopause and what is just my crazy busy life and And the stress of that, you know, there's those two things, and um, I have that question quite a lot when people first come and approach me and say,
2: mm-hmm. "I'm not
1: sure if I need your help with this, but I'm struggling with a few things," and they describe them, and it might be, it might be the the memory that's quite common, and alongside that comes issues with confidence, and focus and concentration at work productivity you know there's a few layers to that one
2: yeah and
1: yeah and then that can affect how we feel about ourselves so yeah that that identity shifts is another one and um sometimes people will say to me that they they just feel a bit lost in themselves and they're they're just aware that something's changing and it's not always just the crazy periods it's not always the hot flushes and the the problems sleeping there's there's a myriad of physical symptoms that we could list yeah but often the the person in front of me will describe really how they're feeling in themselves and they know something's changed Mm. and and I I'm very much um a believer that they're the expert of their body they're going to tell me (laughs) what's really going on and I can hear that I can I can really see and um and feel that from them um and then we can take it from there what's the most pressing issue um but i think really it's it's about having that overall picture you know i think a lot of a lot of the time that's one of our mistakes that we can make with this peri to post menopause transition that that we we've, we we've, uh, single out these problems like memory problems sleep issues aches and pains
2: mm-hmm. just
1: these weird feelings in your body you know you that that was fine before and and all of a sudden you know you've got itchy skin or dry skin or hair loss or whatever it might be yeah you've not changed anything particularly but that's a sudden change Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I think we can provide a lot of reassurance for those women that there's a reason for that and a lot of the time we can I don't like to blame it on the hormones, but we've got yes. all of this stress and busy life. And then we've got the the hormonal changes that, you know, start when we're 35. Yes. So it's, it starts early that your body's getting ready for perimenopause. That's, it's not perimenopause at that age, but it's just like a preparation phase, if you like.
2: Yes. So
1: you've got this, those two things happening at the same time. And it's hard to pull apart those stresses and and worries and sometimes the physical symptoms all meld into one we don't always need to know exactly what's causing it if we know that you're 40 or over then then it's time to start doing things a little bit differently
0: yeah now what are those things so if we've got listeners um, they're they're listening to what you're saying. They're thinking, oh gosh, yeah, that I mean, that is me. I've got X, Y, and Z. So, what what are your most? I'm I'm sure you individually uh, create packages for for everybody. But what would be the kind of broad spectrum of things that women could start doing? to mm. kind of help alleviate the stresses um, and the kind of hormonal changes.
1: Mm. Yeah, because the the potential for problems there, it, I think um, as well that it, it becomes something to fear before we've started it, because we hear all these horror stories, yes. like, like you said. Yeah, so if we can start being proactive and doing something and um not waiting for those problems to arise before we start doing something about it.
0: Okay, good that's, advice.
2: Let's <laughs> that's really gonna help
1: yeah yeah. And there's some really simple things that we overlook as being tremendously important and, and effective at this stage of our lives because with those hormonal changes comes some system changes, I mean, by that, I mean um, what created and maintained our health in our 20s and early 30s is not the same as what's going to create and maintain our health in our 40s, 50s, 60s and, and beyond.
0: Makes so, total sense. We don't think like that though,
1: do we? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't. We don't give it a thought. And um, when we think about like what is creating health, Obvious stuff is about what what we eat and what we think, what we believe about ourselves, you know, all those kind of things, what's going on up here, Um, sleep and exercise, you know, the general health stuff, you know, what do you do to be healthy, five a day, walk 10,000 steps, you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. That's all general health, general health. And they probably worked pretty well for you for a while but now (laughs) they need a bit of an upgrade Uh uh-huh all of those things that we did before stuff that we ate things that we thought about ourselves the things that we did to have a good night's sleep in particular things that we did to generate energy for ourselves to um things that we thought of as as being good for us in terms of exercise all of those things need a little bit of not more it's not necessarily an extreme thing that we need to do Mm. it's a slight tweak on it so for example getting down to the practicalities of it if we talk for example about food it's it's an easy one to start with because you know we all need to eat right so hopefully we're all eating every day it's something we're already doing so to upgrade that into something that's gonna be supportive for us, then instead of that thing of five fruit and veg a day, let's, let's swap that out a little bit. And let's go for vegetables and fruit, that we need more vegetables than we do of fruit. Hmm. So that's one, one little change, tiny change, yeah. but that is a really good start. A really good start for a, a few different reasons
0: so yeah more vegetables than fruit is that to do with the sugar content or fiber or lots of things lots of
1: things those two are just for starters certainly so yeah um our nutritional demands on our body is increased as we go through this peri to post-menopause transition we need more of some things and less of other things to to help the hormones to help ourselves to alleviate symptoms so fiber is really up there really up there as as being necessary but not fruit and fiber
0: (laughs) not fiber yeah it's looking like uh carciferous vegetables the green but yeah, yeah 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 how do i set how do i pronounce it so there's two ways you could call it a
1: cruciferous yeah or you could say brassica Ooh. same thing just depends whether you're a gardener or you're in the states or uk okay. depends yeah same thing <laughs> so those are important because not just they are they're really good for um nutrients and fiber mm. And especially the dark leafy greens, um, they've they've got a lot of um, nutrients and minerals in them. Uh, things like magnesium that are going to help us. We need more of those. But also with those types, they've got an extra special magic ingredient for us to specifically help with um, hormone levels and estrogen in particular. So yeah, there's a, a really insane. good. It's um, indole three carbonyl. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a, a chemical compound that's naturally occurring in in those different plants. So if it's green and leafy, uh, if it's slightly, um, if it looks like cabbage or uh, one of the many types of cabbage and broccoli, mm-hmm. cauliflower, then yeah, yeah, they need to be on the plate regularly.
0: That's good. My parents have an allotment so they grow lots of their own vegetables and I got a delivery of kale at the weekend which I've been munching on which is oh so amazing um so yeah they grow all of those types of vegetables but obviously if you don't have an allotment or parents with an allotment you can go and steal the veg you can go to your local supermarket or fruit and veg shop okay um any other top tips that we could start to implement um into our lifestyle right now
1: mm, definitely one of the big ones and i might sometimes depending on what mood i'm in i put this as this top of the tree rather than the food yeah because it's of the importance of it. it it's crucial i mean um stress stress and how we cope with stress we can be eating all of the organic food and, and doing all of the right kinds of menopause-friendly exercise. We can we can have our sleep patterns really really down to a T, but if we're not coping well with stress, then we are we're probably not going to cope very well with the hormonal mm. shifts because they're in extra stress in themselves.
2: Mm.
1: So yeah, I I tend to say that we when it comes to to stress you know it's really tricky to manage we talk about managing stress what are your stress management strategies but I don't know about you but I can't manage stress that's why it's stressful when these things are coming (laughs) at me (laughs) and there's deadlines and there's more work piling up and and there's stuff in the diary that I still haven't done I know that's down to me and and my management of myself sometimes, but things are stressful because usually because we feel out of control and things happening that we can't take control of. So number one is, is knowing what, what is in my control, control the controllables, you know, that old phrase, it means a lot to us now. There's a lot of value in that, which Mm. things are in my control, which things are not. There's no point me, ruminating at 3am about stuff that i can't have any influence on because it's it's going to create more more worry and stress and i get caught up it's really common men don't get this but women are more prone to being caught in that rumination cycle Michael. Michael. Yes. we're really skilled at it our our hormones are kind of yeah nudging us towards that if if we're not careful particularly in this in this phase of life so how we deal with ourselves in a stressful time is the most critical thing I can't mm. can't emphasize enough what you do um, there are so many different ways aren't there to and you're in this too of, of how to help people cope with life yeah. um, so yeah it's it's how we're doing that this is a really good time of life to revise that and ask yourself what what am I doing to help myself you know we can be kind to all other people every day all day but are you being as kind to yourself as you are to other people do you routinely give to others what do you routinely give to yourself what you give to others let's get this the right way around
2: yes because
1: if you don't that's gonna create that's that's not managing yourself well under stress,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, because the that stress, that tipping point um just activates like the fight or flight in you, all the cortisone, <laughs> the adrenal glands are going, and all of that depletes the body far quicker than you know anything else I I, I think
1: yeah, yeah. and so, it has a huge knock-on to what those hormones are doing
0: yeah 100% so how did you find your way into your business now
1: oh wow it's been a journey it's been a journey and I start usually when people ask me this question I say you know Despite my youthful looks, which I can't say that for very much longer, can I? You can. Totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm now 43, so I'm I'm I would class myself as being in perimenopause now at this stage. So I'm there. But when I started this back in 2016, you know, I was trying to do this to help my clients more. But my clients back then were wanting weight loss. Um, I was um, doing some personal training with them, nutrition coaching, mindset coaching, and it, it didn't feel enough. I didn't feel like I was giving them what they really needed. And the more I was learning about the body physiology, how to support my clients more with what they were really needing, the more courses I was taking, the more I was able to support them and the more I was realizing that everything I was learning was actually applicable to me as well in my mid 30s at that stage. So yeah that was that was a bit of a shock to learn <laughs> and I really feel like I I was I feel like I was guided to do that that there was something in me that told me that that's but that it wasn't just about my clients it was I had to become my number one client, and yeah. and to continue doing that as well as I keep um, keep on learning as well, and, and keep on adding adding to to what's needed. So yeah, it's been it's been a real journey starting out in the in the science world way back when, um, getting my MSC in science, and then. Uh, and that was wildlife wildlife science and oh, then wow was, yeah complete change of career um, in uh, at the age of 30 when had a little bit of a midlife hopefully not midlife crisis but 30 29 it's 30 moment.
2: Crisis.
0: that's yeah. what i call mine i had it one exactly the same time 30 <laughs>
1: yeah it it was tough it was a tough time relationship breaking up deciding what I wanted to do with my life, not feeling fulfilled, all the kind of questions that I talk about now with my clients. And, and, you know, it doesn't seem to matter what age it is. We go through these chapters of our lives where we question things about ourselves Mm. deeply, deeply. And it's having the courage to go there. So I feel um, that I've kind of walked that path and there'll be many more times when i need to walk that path for myself but i'm not scared to go there and i feel that's a real advantage in my work with clients to know that i've got that courage you know i can face this i've i've got i've got what it takes to hold your hand as you go through it as well i can't do it all for you but we can do this together and you can have the support and and finding your way through it, accessing the wisdom that that everyone's got at this stage of their lives that we sometimes forget about. Um, (laughs) And that all comes into play. So I think my my background um, of having that change of career, going very slowly with with coming from um, a very exercise-based background and and then it was uh, all about nutrition and mindset coaching, and and then just bringing it all together so that it's a much more holistic approach. It's a whole body approach. You know, this this transition that we go through, it it asks so much of us, um, and we have to look in the depths of our soul at what's there if we want to get through this and and feel like it's a, a positive experience and feel, I truly believe that, that the whole menopause experience can give us something. It's not all about loss and decline. It's yeah. what we want to receive from it as well. So that, that in itself requires a whole body and mind approach, but getting through the symptoms physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever they appear for you, then yeah, that's definitely... A whole body approach for that.
0: Yeah. Mm. And I feel like um with the the pivotal moment of where, you know, turning 30. And then I had another one around 40. Um and I really feel like, you know, if we step into these cycles, these human cycles, lifetime cycles that we have, mm-hmm. it really does make life in the long run a little bit easier if you're willing to like be a bit curious, ask those questions and then if you're willing to make some of the changes, you know, a whole new life can appear in front of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. A lot of
1: people will feel like they need to battle this though. They, I can't tell you how many times people will say, you know, I just want to go back to how things were and things were easier then. And I get it, totally understand. I've I've been there. I've said those things, I'm sure, but time goes on. We can't go back. And, you know, even, even replacing the hormones with hormone therapy doesn't bring us back to our twenties or early thirties, you know, there's got to be some willingness to to look at ourselves, to look at what's going on and to be able to um, go forwards with that.
2: That's fantastic.
0: So with, do you have any offers for the people tuning in today? I do indeed.
1: Yeah. On, on my website, uh, which is Angie Um, I've got a few courses and help sheets and, and things to help you there, um, which can be bought. And I'm going to add in to those an extra call with me. Um, a lot of people do, do need that extra support, the ability to ask questions, you know, sort out any, any queries, any of the overwhelm and, you know, like I have, um, have a few different courses on there on that website. There's one called Wise Eating to help us through what we were talking about right at the beginning about um, how do we upgrade? Why do we need to upgrade our food? How do we start to do that without it becoming an obsession or a diet or you know something that's really restrictive? So there is is that course on there. That's a standalone thing that you can work through by yourself through your own time. Um, take as long as you want over it Um, and there's there's no um, deadlines with that at all you can access that forever and so with that will come an extra call with me so that you can ask those questions in person Um, I usually find that people have those queries like um, certain certain topics bring up extra questions like what if I've got this intolerance or what if I don't want to eat that many plants what if I want to be a vegan can I still do this and if I'm talking about eating lots of protein you know there's lots of lots of different individual
0: variations so an extra call can really help with that that's fantastic thank you so much now obviously i will be sharing all of angie's details and websites um below or above um, this podcast radio show and youtube video and um, we're going out on all platforms so you will be able to um, claim this free call with angie should you purchase one on Courses, and I'm looking on your website now it's really easy to get around there's lots of free information on there with um, the blogs and different um, articles on there also you can contact Angie from this website um, and look at the events and, and different ways of working with her I'll also put in the socials so you can connect with angie on the social platforms as well so thank you so much for joining us thank you for um enlightening us about perimenopause menopause postmenopause and giving us some wonderful um tips and advice on today's show, we spoke to Angie Garton and we spoke all about menopause, perimenopause and post-menopause and how she can help and how we can implement things in our lives right now to help with the hormonal changes that naturally happen in a woman's lifetime cycle. Angie mentioned sleep as one of the effects, symptoms of uh, perimenopause and the menopause. So I decided to focus our
2: mindful meditation on sleep today. Bedtime mindfulness meditation.
0: So as we begin this meditation, I invite you to bring kind awareness to why you chose this topic today. How your belly and chest and head feel when you reflect on the topic
2: of sleep, of bedtime. And tune in to the
0: internal thoughts and feelings you have that are associated with sleep and bedtimes. So I invite you to take a comfy seat and just tune in to the way your body feels right now. As I guide you through a bedtime meditation. Now obviously if you're driving, please don't close your eyes or go into meditation with me. But rather use this guided meditation when it's time for sleep. You may have already woven mindfulness practices into your day, but as soon as you lie down in the bed, you notice your mind beginning to wonder and race. Does this sound like you? As you try to settle down for the evening, the mind may not always read the situation accurately. With the stimuli of daily life over, the mind can seem louder than usual. This exercise can be used in these moments to help settle the mind and the body
2: as you prepare for sleep. So, standing next to your bed.
0: Take a few deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth, filling up your lungs and slowing down
2: the pace of your heart. Just centre yourself in the present moment, bringing your
0: awareness to the body as it is
2: right now. When you climb into bed, remain aware of what is occurring in the body. As you lie down, feel the body assume a resting position. Use the breath to bring
0: mindfulness to the body and cultivate
2: relaxation. As you breathe in, fill the lungs with air. And when you exhale, feel the body soften into the mattress. Picture yourself falling deeper into the mattress, as the body relaxes with each exhale. As you breathe in, fill the lungs with air. When you
0: exhale, feel the body soften into
2: the mattress. I invite you to start a body
0: scan at the top of the head moving
2: down the body to the toes. As your attention rests on each part Breathe into it. Relax it. And soften into the bed with every exhale. Feeling the body relax. Feeling the mind relax. Feeling the hips relax. Feeling the thighs relax. Feeling the calves relax. I'm feeling the feet relax. And if you're
0: still listening to my voice, return to the whole body and practice breathing deeply, continuing to soften the body
2: Step by step, slowly drifting off into a deep and restful sleep. I'm your guide, Jane Scanlan. All the details are below to connect with me and further your mindful meditation practices.